Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey everybody, it's Jasper here. Get paid for your pad, and we have Evelyn Badia on the show today. Uh, a long-term Airbnb host and a very active uh, member of the Airbnb community. So, Evelyn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a host in Brooklyn, New York, and I've been hosting since 2010. Before that, I work as a producer for TV commercials. Awesome. And you started a long time ago. Yes, 2010. 2010, wow, that's, that's five years. She must have been one of the first hosts. Um, not one of the first hosts, because I think um, Airbnb started like 2008, but definitely one of the very few, the first ones where we were stalking each other to find out what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, because I, I recently uh, saw the, the videos on YouTube um, where uh, Brian Teske, he explains how, how Airbnb started and and how it took like two years for them to to get a significant amount of people to start using it. And uh, I remember one of the things he said is that they actually went to New York uh, to stay with Airbnb hosts to see what the problem was, to see why people weren't using the platform. And it turned out that the pictures were uh, pretty bad. So they, they literally they bought a camera and they started taking cool pictures of all the apartments in New York. And, and after that, it, it started picking up. Yes, um, I have heard that story from Brian in the past, and and he's very fondly to love to say, you know, does Steve Jobs ever go to your house to you know show you how to use the iPhone? <laughs> um, yes, yes, and and I was one of the hosts at the beginning where they did not offer um, photography back then, but they offered it pretty quickly after I signed up. Um, so it's it's been a long, long road. A very amazing ride. Mm -hmm. And so did, did the founders actually come to your house to take the pictures? They did not come to my house to take the pictures, but they have come to my house to speak to me. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so they have they have not stayed with me. I'm a little bit, you know, they like to stay in Manhattan. But I have met uh, Brian and Joe and Nate, and, and they've come to my house because I'm very involved in the legal issues of New York and Airbnb. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that for a little bit because I know there's a lot going on and it's, there's a lot of media uh, about this subject. So what's going on in New York? Is, is Airbnb legal there? It depends on how you are hosting. Airbnb, it's legal. The legality, the, uh, going back a little bit, um, I think, believe it's 2011, they passed it to 2012. They passed a new law in New York um, trying to car, um, carve out the illegal hotels. Um, I don't know if you remember, there was a guy, in, I believe Kochi, that he was renting a bunch of different hotel, um, apartments and doing short-term rentals. And they passed a law then, and I actually spoke to the state legislators at that time. Airbnb had called me and asked me to step up 
about it and I found out I am legal. So if you have a property, if you have, if you own a home where it's less than three family unit, you could do whatever you want. You could do short-term rental. You don't have to be in your house. You could travel. You could do whatever you want. If you live in a big building with multi-unit um, and you want to rent less than 30 days, you have to be in the space with the guest. So it, ha- it cannot be a full apartment. It has to be a private bedroom within the space. Um, and that has been the biggest issue that they're having since, it, especially Manhattan, if you're offering a private apartment, it's most likely illegal. And what's, Beyond, sorry, because I don't understand. What's, what's the difference between like a bigger building and, and, a, and just a, like a smaller house? Well, what happens in a smaller house is your house. Uh-huh. It's, it's just a little house, you know, like I have a two family house in Brooklyn um, and it's my house. I don't have anyone else within the property that I'm in, infringing on, on the rights. In a big building, you have your neighbors. And that's one of the biggest issues that has happened is that, you know, if you create an Airbnb free for all here in New York and almost all the properties are multi-unit buildings, then the buildings become a short-term rental building and not a residential rental, which is what they were intended to. But you could still do short-term rental if you stay with your guests or if you rent for more than 30 days. If you rent more than 30 days, you don't have to be with your guests, and a lot of people do that. And that's for the stay. It does not mean that you have the rights with your landlord or with your co-op board or your condo boards. And right now in New York, they have passing a lot of the, a lot of landlords are passing uh, amendments to the contracts to say they cannot Airbnb their spaces. Okay, so it's, so for example, if you have an, uh, an apartment in the in the condo building with you know maybe like 30, 40 um, condos then you're not allowed to do it because there's like common areas there's a you know there's just all these other things going on and that's what they don't want exactly but only if you're not in the space with your guest right so you okay, can rent you, out a spare room exactly you could spare you could rent out a spare room according to the state it doesn't mean that your bylaws of your building or your contract you know your lease with the with the owners it's okay so there's mm-hmm. you have different layers of it. Okay. Yeah. And, and does it and, matter if you own it or No, it doesn't matter because you could have bylaws in the in the building that it could say that we don't want you to do Airbnb. And even even if let's say the building allows it, it doesn't mean that the state says that it's frying. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. have these two different layers. And right now in New York, it's ugly. It's it's getting really ugly. People are getting evicted um, for Airbnb. Um, the city, there was an article not that long ago because uh, one of the legislators, they did like a sting and where they posed as an Airbnb guest and rented a couple of apartments that were private apartments. And she videotaped them. And it was really interesting because it's sort of like, it feels a little bit like the witch hunt. <laughs> right. Yeah, and because I am legal, and and what happens is a lot of people that are doing this on the side, they don't want to step up and show their faces. But because I'm legal, I've chosen to step up, and I've spoken to the press, 
and um, we, ju we were just in Albany on Tuesday um, to talk to the legislators. Mm -hmm. So why are they cracking down on it so much, do you think? Um, well, in 2012 or 2013, the Attorney General requested all data for all hosts in New York. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a big thing. Um, because they wanted not just your listing, but they wanted your banking information, how much money you made, everything. And Airbnb said no. And there was a, a little bit of a back and forth between the Attorney General and Airbnb. And there was a lot of press going on with that. Um, a lot of us stepped up about it and spoke and told our stories and told how, how much we count on Airbnb. And unfortunately, Airbnb... Quasi lost, but not really. Um, the request became where the data was given for just private apartments and not for every listing. So one of my places I share with the guests, so that data was not given to the attorney general, but they received the data for my private apartment, oh, it's even only, though I'm legal. Right. So they only shared uh, information on people who list their entire, entire place. Exactly. So, but I mean, we're talking about from the beginning, from 2010. So they got data from 2010 oh, okay. up to the time that the data was delivered to them. Mm -hmm. And they have a year to go after hosts. So does that mean they're going to charge you like back taxes or something? No, not taxes. But what they've done is, um, and at that time, Airbnb went and perched uh, about 2,000 hosts that have multiple listings. So like if they had 10, 20, 30 apartments listed, they got taken off the site. Um, and I do know of a host who managed, she, she wasn't the owner of the apartments, but she was managing a few apartments for different owners. And she was on that list. And I believe she was going to talk to the attorney general this week um, because they will fine you. It's, it's, not, it's not taxes. It's about fining you for illegal hotel. Uh, okay. So, um, so you think some people are going to get fined? Yes. Some people already have been fined. And what kind of amounts are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know because they're not really talking about that. Uh, but I do know that they are coming after people. Hmm. I mean, you have to remember, you, I mean, like, like us, you can make a pretty good living at this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I am. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but I mean, how many listings do you have? Just one. Exactly. So you chose to just have one listing and it still supports your lifestyle. Imagine if you had, um, if you decided, oh my God, I want to really do this and take and grab 10 apartments. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you're pulling it out. I mean, and you could make really, really good money on it. So, so that's what's happening. And that's, and look, it's capitalism at its best. Mm -hmm. So, so you're not allowed to have multiple listings now. Is that, is that what you're saying? Or no, I'm not saying that in New York city, in New York, they're not doing this uh, worldwide yet, but in New York, they have um, taken, or Airbnb has eliminated people that have multiple listings, yes. Okay, and that's only on, in Manhattan Island or in the whole of New York? Um, New York, uh, by not Manhattan only, you know, Brooklyn and okay. Queens. So and why did they do that? 
Because the attorney general is coming after us. Mm. It's, and it's not just attorney general. We're talking about um, in February of this year, we spoke at a city council and there was so much hate towards us. It was so ugly. Um, and I actually wrote a blog post about it and posted a little video on my site. Um, and, but it's sort of, you know, this, the, you have the hotel lobbies, then you have the residential, the tenant associations, and then you have the unionized laborers of those hotels, and they all have united forces to say Airbnb is not good. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's talk about your listings. I believe you have three, don't you? No, I have two. I only have two listings. Okay, because I, I just looked at your website because you have a really cool website. Oh, thank you. Well, actually, that's one of them is a friend's listing that um, she's um, I advertised her space in my in my site. Um, so she, you know, she offers something very similar. We're close by. She's the one on 10th Street, but I'm, I'm on 14th Street, and I only have two. Ah, okay. So, so officially, it's two listings. So yes. For the listeners who uh, who want to check out your listings, what's what's your website? Well, my website it's Eveland B and B. That's Eve as in Adam and Eve, and then L A N D B as in boy, and as in Nancy B as in boy. Thank you. And um, yeah, that site has been live for a little bit, and even though it will send you back into the Airbnb world for bookings, but people do find me. People mm -hmm. do reach out, and you know, it's good to have a little bit of a web presence for your yeah. listing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think it's a cool idea to build a separate website because you can be a little bit more creative. Um, you don't have to sort of conform to the Airbnb infrastructure. For example, you can create a couple of videos and, you know, um, you can um, make some take some cool pictures and make it look a little bit nicer. Yes, I mean, and for me, you also, I, I, one of the reasons why I started the website was when you give out a business card or a postcard, which is something that I highly recommend for everybody to have, of their listings, you don't want to put that long Airbnb address, mm. you know, right. like, so, so you just have a name of a place, and I'm actually going to do a little video about it to do a, a, a tutorial on how to create it, because it's, it's always so you just do like, hey, this is my card, go to my site. And I understand that as hosts, um, we don't want to probably set payments and go and do that on our site. And we like the layer of protection that Airbnb provides. But so you could just send booking to Airbnb, which is what I tend to do. Mm -hmm. so you want, you can right. find information, but book on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. so, so you give your guests a couple of business cards and then you tell them, hey, if you know anybody who comes to New York, feel free to hand it out. I actually live in the listings postcards and they love taking them. Okay. I don't even have to tell them, you know, I don't even have to do the, the ask. I don't have to call, mm -hmm. I don't have to do a call of action. They do it upon themselves to take postcards with them. Um, I think it's also a little bit of like show off your place that where you stayed at in New York since you're having such a good time anyway. Right. Um, yeah. So that, that's something that, that lives a lot and they do take them. They do mm -hmm. take the postcards. Do you think you get a lot of customers from that? Um, from the site, what happens, who comes to me from the website itself are the day-to-day -day people that are looking for last-minute bookings. You know, they're looking for traditional bed and breakfast. So for the most part, I'm bought. 
So whenever they come in and they're like, oh, do you have a space available for this weekend? I'm like, sorry, I'm booked um, mm. way ahead of time. But what I do is I send um, a $25 Airbnb discount coupon um, and then I send them to the site. So like that, they become Airbnb customers. Oh, okay. And then you get the, you get $25 travel credit. Exactly. I get the credit. I mean, and, and I just do it for them to have a good, a, you know, an incentive for them to go and join Airbnb and use the site. But um, yeah, I have not received, I, I've had received inquiries through the website, but I haven't sealed the deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So since you've been hosting for five years, I'm curious, how has Airbnb hosting changed? from when you started compared to now? Um, how Airbnb hosting has changed in the last five years has been, first of all, a lot of people know about it. <laughs> you you know, but, and even now, you still, back then I would say Airbnb and they'll be like, what? What, what are you talking about? Um, and my friends thought that I was insane for allowing strangers to live with me because I do share the space with, with strangers and that's how I started my first listing. Mm -hmm. Now you have a lot of more business people that have come out from the platforms like your business and, you know, Guesty and all these other companies that are coming out. You have Airbnb has stepped up in reference of um, the whole Superhouse program and and everything else, you're not as isolated as a host as before. Mm -hmm. We have communities, we have forums, we have groups, we have th places where we could ask questions. At the beginning, it was like the world, you know, this wild west where you were like, oh my God, what am I doing? And, and you could not, you had no communications with any other host. Um, they did have uh, community managers in New York and, and I imagine in different parts of the world. And she was, amazing i love sheila and sheila created events so that we could meet other hosts and we could talk to each other right you know because you know you could talk about sheets to somebody that does airbnb hosting you know until you blue in the face yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean believe me like i could talk sheets and, and laundry and like oh my god and what the guests do and all this guest stories that <laughs> that we have and you know we could spend days doing that which is one of the reasons why i decided to create the consultation because it's, i talk to about airbnb to anybody right and talking about airbnb experiences you've you've had 400 guests i think so we don't have, have we don't have the whole day to talk about it yeah but, uh, i mean I have 400 reviews. I have more than 400 guests. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those, those are just the ones that review me. Um, but yeah, no, no. It's, it's, it's been a wild ride. Right. And so, I still remember my first one. Tell us about your first one. Oh, God. Well, actually, my first guest, his name is Ed, and he's from Amsterdam. No shit. Okay. Wow. Yes. Basically where I am right now. And you see, and he's actually, he's a pro professor of innovation from Amsterdam. So you see, I, I remember all of that. Um, and he was coming to New York to pick up his son who's taking a course in New York and they stay in my place. And it was just like really amazing. And actually he came back the same year with his wife and daughter and, and his family to stay at my space. Um, but it was, I mean, you will always remember your first guest, right. it's like your first love. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you so, know I, I mean but it was great it was great it's been great all, all, always mm -hmm. or 90% so of the time. What, what about the weirdest guests you ever had 
Jesus. Oh, people always want to know the weird stories. <laughs> um, there's, you know, this guest who wanted to close me down and call Airbnb and, and, and call them and tell them, oh, my God, we hate her. But Airbnb did not listen. I did. Oh, I had a great experience. Somebody wanted to get married in my house. They wanted to, did he wanted to marry you? No, not me. They oh, wanted okay. to get married in my oh, home. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, 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 no, I haven't been hit up yet. You haven't um, had any but, marriage proposals? No, no marriage proposals. Not from, not from guests. Okay. And well, maybe in the next 500. Exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe from this podcast, somebody will say, oh, yes, let's marry everyone. <laughs> um, well, you get to live in, uh, in Brooklyn in a pretty nice house. So. <laughs> That's a pro. Yeah, That's a pro. You have to live with strangers too, and not everybody's not, not everybody likes that. It's believe me. I'm, I'm going to write about dating and hosting, which is which is a big story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this couple came from London, and they had at that time. I used to rent out the entire house, and I would move out because he sleeps about twelve people, and they were going to get married in my backyard, and we had a hurricane on the day of their wedding. It wasn't Sandy, it was the first one, it was Irene. And they were shutting down the subway system and it was raining outside and the minister had to leave early because they were shutting the subway. So they ended up getting married in my kitchen. So so for me, that's always one of my fond memories of them getting married in my kitchen, this are couple. Are they still together? I sure hope so. They got matching tattoos as wedding gifts to each other. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hope that they're still together then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very lovely. They were lovely, lovely guests. Oh, but you know, and I was like, look, you have a story to tell. There was a hurricane the day of your wedding. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, so you're also helping other other hosts set up their listings and stuff. I do. Um, I do help out a lot of other hosts, and also a lot of more. Uh, my audience tends to be more female oriented. We have different needs. Um, especially if you're living with your guests, we have safety issues. We have um, our own security and our own basis of of how we feel with the guests. You know, some some women do not rent out to guys; they rent out only to women. Mm -hmm. um, I rent it out to to men. I don't have a problem. I've never had an issue with them or feeling threatened or uncomfortable in my own home, um, which tends to happen with guests. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you love some and some others you love to see them go. <laughs> yeah, um, you're renting out two rooms in your house. Well, I rent out two listings. I have one listing which is a totally private apartment, so I don't share with them, but they're in my same and they're in the same house. Okay. Um, and then there's another listing which they have a private bedroom and they get a private living room, but we share the kitchen and they get a backyard and bathrooms. So let me put it to you this way. I have robes for a reason. I provide bath robes for, because, you know, I will see the Europeans love to come out with just a little towel wrapped around themselves. And, you know, <laughs> like, no, no, yeah. you do not have the body to, to, to I usually just walk around naked to be honest. You see, and, I, <laughs> and so if you were like hosting, you were my guest, I would say, baby, I have a robe for you. Come on. Here's a robe. Go get dressed. I'll be like, what, what is that? Exactly. That's so weird. <laughs> you know what? I actually have a, a client of mine who is a host that is a nudist. He's a naturalist. And he talks about how he's hosting as a naturalist. 
because he the guest has to know from before that you come into a home where your host will be naked. <laughs> yeah, that's something that you definitely want to put in your description. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put a photo of you naked on the on your profile, but you definitely have to let your guests know about it. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about your your blog and your and your website because. Uh, I saw you you read some articles and you offer some some consults and stuff. Yes, I do. Um, I started uh, the site late last year. I felt there was a little need for a voice. Um, and you know, like I said before, I talk about Airbnb to anybody and everybody. So it became this organic thing that that came out of that. And I had already um, consulted on a few people that started their Airbnb spaces and took them from shopping all the way to descriptions and headlines and dealing with guests and things like that. And I like it. I like it a lot. It's actually a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> I love talking about Airbnb and writing about it. And it's, a, it's a fun subject. Yes, I mean it's it's you know it's it's such a new thing in reference of of this whole sharing economy. And not it is not new, but it's just a, a new marketing way that they've created. Mm -hmm. so. so, what would your best advice be for let's say people want to start out in Airbnb? What what are the five most important things? Okay, so the five most important things are um, photographs. Reviews. So if you're starting out and you don't have reviews, you, what you would do is offer a one-day listing, you know, like one day, one night. Um, so like that you can build up your reviews. Without reviews, um, it's really hard to start out. So you, you offer that to somebody you know, like for free or? No, what I would say to the person is like what you do is like offer your space for one night. So like that you get those one-night bookings. And build up your reviews. Oh, okay. So that way you get a lot of reviews in a short amount of time. Exactly. So you get exactly. So you get uh, um, the momentum of having reviews on your site. Mm -hmm. um, be a guest at another Airbnb. Try that out because it is. It will change how you host. Mm -hmm. You will understand the and be more empathetic towards your guest. Understand their needs and everything else. Create a great guidebook. A guidebook is essential for a good Airbnb listing. And are you Think talking, about like are you talking about the, the guidebook that you can create on the website or one no. that is separate one that you send out? I create one where I send out and I have it in my house. And actually almost all my guests talk about my guidebook on my reviews. Because mm -hmm. I've gone beyond a little bit. You know, I went a little anal and I've done maps from my house to the different restaurants that I recommend. Um, I've gone beyond my neighborhood and put different parts of New York City because you know, I know they're going to want to visit Central Park. So I tell them how to get there, what trains are the fastest way, and then recommendations of restaurants near there. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. Yes. So I do that for the different neighborhoods. And then within Brooklyn, not only because I'm in Park Slope, I also have a little session for Dumbo, a little session for Coney Island if they want to visit, and a little session for Williamsburgs of restaurants and what to do and how to get there. And you know you you know where your guests are going to go as tourists for yeah, the most part. Yeah. Um, and for me, I refuse for my guests to have a bad meal in New York. It's like, no, that's not. You cannot go to McDonald's when you're in New York. You have to go to a good restaurant. So I have 
tons of recommendations of restaurants in my neighborhood and, and in all the different neighborhoods and things like that. So the guidebook is really essential. It also stops a lot of questions from, you know, what's your Wi-Fi to what do I do with my trash? So it's detailed enough so that if you have any quirks in your house that only you know, you mention it in the book. Right, and it's it's funny because I I just uh, I just checked in some some women from Germany into my apartment a few days ago, and my guidebook is pretty extensive as well. And the funny thing was they they called me when they were at the airport and they asked me for the address, <laughs> and I was like, I think I sent you a twenty page guidebook with like maps, directions, like everything is in there. And then she told me uh, when she arrived, she's like, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, like I, I didn't write it down. And then I, for some reason, I couldn't open the guidebook on my phone when I arrived at the airport. So. Yes. I mean, one of the things that I do um, is that I have a template for communication. And I believe, I know you guys do as well, where in my first communication, once they book, I give them the address one more time. Yeah. Because they don't seem to see it on the invoices. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the thing is like it's 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 interesting because no matter how many times you, you give some guests all the information they need, there's always gonna be that one guest who just does not write it down, does not like, you know, make a screenshot on his phone or, or something like that. There's always gonna be this one guest who shows up and goes like, Oh, um, I'm at the airport, uh, where should I go? I know, I know. And how do I get there? And how do I get my keys? <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I no, no, believe me. I look, I have been the guest that doesn't read. I've, been, I've done that as well. I, I, I do know where I'm going, but, you know, as the guest, sometimes you become a little bit of a one with the information. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's, there's this there's, uh, happy medium between giving too much information mm-hmm. and just pulling back and just giving the essentials. Right. So I don't share my guidebook extensively with my guests. I don't I don't email it to them beforehand because it's just big. It's a big binder. It's a book. Um but I do send them links with my information, my home address, my phone number, and I give them links of places to go in New York like from Time Out magazine to um you know to different sites that that will make your trip a little bit funner. So, you know, if there's such a word. Um, but that's my preliminary communication once they're booked. And then 10 days before arrival, I send another communication where it's like, hey, you're about in again. And, you know, here's, let me just give you the address one more time and what you booked and how many people you're coming. Because sometimes it happens like, oh, no, well, you know, my cousin and his girlfriend and, you know, the dog is coming as well. I didn't tell you about it. So you kind of stop it a little bit before they show up at the door with the cousin and the dog and the wife and girlfriend and all of that. Right. Um, yes. So, so it's sort of communication, I think, is key. And, you know, and for us as hosts, we have to remember that for guests, this is just one part of their vacation trip. We're an, a big part, and I take huge responsibility and about – making sure that somebody's vacation is, is well done in New York. Um, it's, it's a big responsibility. I get a lot of guests that they're like, oh, this is my dream vacation. I've been saving for years. Or they come to New York for an event, a wedding or graduation or things like that. And you don't want them 
to think about your home or for them to worry about it in a negative manner. Um, you want them to always have to feel like, oh, yes, I'm going home. This is good. Everything I need is covered. <laughs> I don't have any concerns. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's been a really interesting talk. Um, can you let the, let us know how we can find out more about your your site and your all the resources that you offer? Yes. Um. My it's my site is my name, which is um Evelyn Badia B A D I A. And I'm actually about to have Chip Conley from Airbnb on my next webinar. I don't know when the podcast is coming out, but they can go to my site and, and listen to him. Um, he's coming in to talk about the five tips he's learned from hosts around the world. Awesome. Yes, I know. So the Airbnb head of hospitality is coming on to talk to me for a little bit. That's great. Um, I, I remember when he was on, our, on the podcast, um, I think it was back in September last year but uh, uh -huh. that was a lot of fun yeah he's he's a great great person to talk to and everything else i've, I've seen him speak at a couple of different events and everything else mm -hmm. so you know come over to my site at evelynbadia.com and you know read me talk to me subscribe it'll be fun to host you as well awesome all right all righty so everybody go ahead and check that out it's always good to listen to chip conley and um, I'm actually hoping to have uh, Brian Chesky on the podcast soon. So keep an eye out for that as well. And of course, if you want to check out um, Evelyn's listings and her webpage, I'll also put it in the show notes at getpaidforyourpatter.com forward slash podcast. So thank you, Evelyn. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. And for all the listeners, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.